he's being sent off. Sent for an early bath? It's not always a bad thing. Show Winter Nights the red card with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pumps, servicing and breakdowns, and renewable energy, visit opc-ltd.uk. was really positive for us in terms of getting the two boys done and dusted. I think they'll re-energise the squad. They're really looking forward to getting started. Two real big talents. And players have to look at themselves and go, can I play better? Can I get myself in better condition? Can I do more for the team? Can I do more for the club? Can I do more for the manager? Then the answer is yes. Regardless of whether they respond to me or not, they have their own personal responsibility and personal you know, pride in their performance as individuals and as a collective. With OPC Energy Limited for urgent boiler repairs this winter. Contact them today. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Stephen Cragen and Leanne Crichton. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 Good evening. So John Joe Kenny, will he play for Celtic tonight? He's on loan from Everton till the end of the season. Celtic playing at Kilmarnock. Only one win in six games. Things have been going so badly wrong for Celtic. What's going to happen this evening up against Kilmarnock? And uh, they're looking for a new manager after Alex Dyer left after the defeat on Saturday. And Cham has gone to Marseille and there's a French revolution. The manager, Andres Boas, he has resigned. He offered to resign and he's gone this afternoon. And they're not happy. He wasn't happy at the signing of the Celtic player, but there's no doubt he is talented. But the manager there didn't like it. We've never heard anything like it elsewhere. Rangers get their man. Offabor is in on a pre-contract. He's elsewhere at Wickham, of course, until then on loan. But he's also joining Scott Wright. We'll hear from Scott Wright in a few moments on the programme. And Jack Simpson, they're both in Glasgow. As we told you this time last night with Barry, Sai and Jim White on the programme. Tonight, I'm delighted to say the former Scotland international women's star... Currently still with Glasgow City, Leanne Crichton. Leanne, good evening. Hi, Paul. Plenty on the go and looking forward to it tonight. Absolutely. Jam-packed schedule, isn't it? And Aberdeen against Livingston, St Mirren against Hibs, and as you say, jam-packed Kilmarnock against Celtic. And with us, the Northern Ireland star, former Motherwell stalwart. Stalwart? I'm never sure of that. I was described once as a stalwart. Motherwell star, Stephen Cragen is with (laughs) us. And Stephen, it's been quite another 48 hours in football. Listen, it has. Scottish football doesn't stand still, does it? There's always lots going on, lots to talk about. Press conference today ahead of tomorrow's games press conferences yesterday ahead of tonight's games games going ahead positions up for grab points ups for grabs new managers come on looking for a new manager so lots going on Paul lots to discuss as always plenty on the go and uh, yeah at Celtic we hear from Neil Lennon in the media conference he was saying the players surely they'll play for their own pride if not for me have you ever heard that said from a, a manager at one of the big clubs do you know what after listening to him on Saturday after the St Mirren game I just thought that was the end. I thought this is finally going to come to an end because Neil is normally quite spiky in interviews. He's always normally up for a little debate, shall we say. He's quite prickly. But I just felt at the weekend there was an acceptance from him. You know, he said so many things. His team were dreadful. The players had let him down. He couldn't see how he was going to turn it around. And he's still in charge. So I, I, I just wonder is an agenda somewhere else within the club. But I, I just can't understand why. He's, you know, hasn't been put out of his misery. That's what he looked like on Saturday. He needed to put out of his misery. But he's still in charge. Leon? Yeah, I would agree with Stephen. I think it's a it's more a strange situation now as time goes on. 
Um, you know, probably a month or so ago, I think Neil's position was still up for debate in, in terms of where the club was at. I think the announcement from Peter Lobel that he would step aside come the end of the season, um, it it would almost make sense now. You know, in nothing more than from the point of view that it is a rebuilding job at Celtic. So why that decision, you know, has not been made? I think you know Stephen will understand as well when you're in at a club and and you go through that sort of transition phase. The quicker you can get going with it, the better. Um, you know, for for the livelihood of everybody involved. And I just think now we spoke about it before we come on. Our season tickets are going in sale soon. You know, so what what would the motivation be for fans to dip their hands in their pockets, not knowing if they'll be back in the stadium anytime soon, um, to pay six hundred quid quid to to sit at home and watch mm-hmm. the games? You know, it's it's hardly um, selling tickets, so it's a strange one for me. I think there must be an agenda within the club in, in terms of who they're looking at uh, as the next manager, simply because, as you said, Stephen, Neil's reaction tells you everything yeah. you need to know. Listen, I know him. You know, I know his personality. We're not best friends. We've been in each other's company. We've done one of our coaching licenses together. And the one thing you know about Neil Lennon is he's stubborn. And I just wonder, is his stubbornness getting the better of him? But as managers and coaches, I've worked with plenty and I've done a little bit myself. If you think there's a little bit of light and you can turn something around and you believe in yourself, you think, I can do it. I want to keep going. I think I can turn it around. But the difference from Saturday, even till yesterday, mm-hmm. when he'd done his press conference, was night and day. He was yeah. so low on Saturday, yet he was up... Back to his prickly self right. yesterday wanting to question the journalist, you yep. know. He said he went for a long walk on Sunday and there'd be loads of jokes of people who say, well, what you should have done in, on the walk, just continue walking or whatever. But he said, no, I had a good think about it. I'm back in here and I'll do my best as long as I'm here. Mm. Surely change must be coming, but uh, there's no sign of it today. And it's a huge test tonight. Kilmarnock against Celtic at 7.45. At 6, we've got Aberdeen against Livy and St Mirren against Hibs also at 6. Because we're going to keep you right up to date. And Stephen and Liam, we've got the team news coming in from those earlier kickoffs. Mm. What, where do we start with the transfer window? There's been so much on the go. <laughs> yeah. I think more in Scotland than there was in England even. And uh, I mean, there's so many things, Kevin, this, but no, he's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. We believe there's a transfer request yesterday. It looked like £3 million. And he's on the bench tonight. On, oh, he was on, on the bench. Yeah. He was on the bench at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't he was on the bench at the yeah. weekend. Whether that was in Jack's mind, I don't know. But of course, the team played on Saturday, played quite well. Yeah, yeah. They did. I thought Hibs were back to themselves, a little bit of zip about them. They got the first goal and they played in the counter-attack, which they have done a lot of times away from Mm -hmm. home. So I don't think tonight Kevin Nisbet being on the bench has anything to do with yesterday. But, you, you, you know, eventually we'll talk about the battle for third place. But you just wonder, is it a case of... Hibs, can they get him right? Well, you know, will it affect him? Will it affect his mindset? Will it affect his approach? You know, Le- I hope not. Yeah. Leanne, what about Ryan Porteous? Yeah, Will he be he- playing or do you think he's going to be on the bench? Well, it looks as if he's, he's going to be on the bench, Paul, you know, and that's another one. There wasn't too much chat. Um, he was on the bench on Saturday as well. He yeah, was, yeah. And that was around that transfer speculation, mm-hmm. but there's been no movement. Um, both players have, have remained at the club and, you know, I think it's, it's a tough one. You, you certainly wouldn't change a winning side unless you were forced to um, or there was really something, you know, tactically crying out that you would want to bring Kevin Nisbet back in um, and even Porteous for that matter. But... I don't think Hibs would have kept Kevin Nisbet at the club if they don't intend on using him Stephen, in the weeks no. to come. You know, yeah. so that's yeah. I don't think he's got any concerns there unless his attitude spirals out of control yeah. to the point that you know he's detrimental to what the team's trying to achieve. But I actually really like him as a player, yeah. and I'm glad he stayed. One uh, of the concerns would be though, Leanne, is if if his form doesn't match what what it was like the in the first half of yeah, the season. Yeah. Yep. Suddenly the value goes down, and Hibs are one of the clubs. We've asked the players to take wage cuts, wage deferrals. Mm-hmm. They've been the one talking about finance. Yep. You know, although they've bought um, Kevin Nisbet, yep. you know, they've brought in Kyle McGuinness, they yep. spent some money, mm-hmm. but they've still been chirping away. And you think, if that money came along 
if the club was in that bad a position, yep. I thought they would have grasped it. I really mm -hmm. did thought they would have took two and a half to three million pounds. Yep. But then it's the, the European spot as well, isn't yeah. it? I well, think you were they, that they really firmly believe yeah. that, that they can go and cement that place. And I actually think they'll be looking towards second spot mm -hmm. as well now. You know, mm -hmm. you look at the, the deterioration in terms of Celtic's form over the last month. Um, certainly if you're Hibs and you can keep that you know squad strong and fit, which I tipped them at the beginning of the season to, to finish third. But of course, that's got to be an incentive, if, if nothing else. And to be honest, they probably invested in Kevin Nisbet you know they've brought him from the championship up yes he's had two tremendous seasons within the championship Dunfermline Wraith Rovers previously he was let go at Partick Thistle which a lot of that the, the chat I hear around that was that his attitude wasn't great back then he had to go away and refocus and go again um, so let's just hope he does continue that form well Leanne has just said that they're chasing second spot potentially we did ask that a week or two ago Aberdeen and uh, Hibs if they get a chance to be second what do you think 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited and we're on the socials at Go Football Show Paul Cooney with Stephen Cragen and Leanne Crichton and your call's coming so John Joe Kenny what do you think of him as a signing Leanne um, he'd showed so much promise played 30 odd times for Everton he's fallen out of favour at the moment is it a good signing? It sounds like it, Paul. Um, I did a wee bit of reading up on him today and, and looked at some um, videos and whatnot online off the back of what people had said. Um, I won't lie and, and pretend to know everything no. about him, but it's a player that certainly the response has been really positive. You know, a lot of people that know him, um, Alan Stubbs was the one that, that jumped out to me speaking mm. about him, coached him, spoke so highly of him, says he was an incredibly infectious uh, character to be in and around training, always lifting the mood, always driving other people on. Um, <laughs> I think that's certainly the type of player that yeah. you're needing right now. He's ticked, ticked a few boxes already. And Stephen, the boost that they needed after yeah. Ben Davies well, looked as though he was coming and then he went to Anfield. It makes sense as a stopgap. And maybe does it give us a little bit more insight of what the future holds? Because why would they go and invest in bringing someone in on a two and a half or three and a half year deal if they didn't know who the manager was going to be? Would the player be prepared to come and sign a contract not knowing who the manager yeah. might be? And as much as Neil Lennon says, you know, he's still fighting his corner and saying, well, you know, no one's told me any different I'm going to be the manager of this football club well I think we all know there's lots of uncertainty going around and maybe that was a reason with with the lad going to Liverpool you know maybe that was a situation as well thinking mm -hmm. well I don't want to go to a club be mm -hmm. signed by someone and then the manager's different come the summer so you just think that that play into it but it's a short term deal they needed a right back in and I think it all makes sense Scott Wright is in at Rangers as uh, mm. we predicted Barry has said it and happy birthday Barry you'll be listening Barry Ferguson today you hear Jim White last night saying yeah happy 50th there mate <laughs> <laughs> and then he said happy 60th but uh, yeah Barry 43 today oh, still he's playing weight uh, at the moment but he did say all along Scott Wright will join Rangers he'll join them now and he has done here's Scott Wright yeah first of all um, I'm buzzing to be here and I can't wait to get started and just getting about the boys, um, obviously getting to meet some of them this morning. So no, I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get started. Yeah, obviously I, I've seen the way Rangers play and I really think it will suit my game. And you know, I've been at Aberdeen now for obviously all my life and um, I really appreciate kind of what they've done with me and the player they've made me today. And now I'm just ready to go to the, to the next level with Rangers. He sounds bright. He sounds chuffed, Stephen. Mm. Yeah, he does. And I have to be honest, I think a lot of people raised their eyes yeah. when he signed because... I mean, I've not saw enough of him to, to declare yet whether he is good enough for Rangers or not. But what he's got is a wonderful opportunity to go to a football club and shine and take his career to the next level. Of course, there's going to be doubters. I mean, there's very few football players who have been through their career without having doubters. What you've got to do is bottle that up and go and prove people wrong. And he only has to look at the likes of Jordan Jones and Greg Stewart and Brandon Barker and Jake Casey. It hasn't worked for them. 
So he has to go and do something different. But then he can look at someone like Ryan Jack, who I think he name-checked today, he knows. Look at how he's adapted. Look how he's progressed. And if he can do that. And also another big one, just quickly, that I think when you go to a club like Rangers, what you want to do is look around the training ground, look how the best players train, how they live, how they eat, how they recover, what extra they do, and try and attach yourself to one of those guys and think, that's what I want to be. Aspire to be someone like a James Tavernier, like a Stephen Davis, like a Yanis Hadji, who Stephen Gerrard spoke so glowingly about last week, about how he trains off the pitch, how the extra gym work he does, the analysis he wants to save himself. Mm-hmm. Be that person, go and attach yourself and you'll give yourself a great chance of succeeding. That's a good shout. Derek's a Rangers fan on the line from Govan Hill. Hi Derek, good evening. Good evening Paul, good evening panel. Good Hi evening. Derek. Uh, uh, does... Uh, the panel think that the two Rangers signings will get a game between now and the end of the season. What do you and think? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Let's ask that first, Derek. And then we'll come back for the second one. Uh, it's a good question, Leanne. Between uh, now and the end of the season, I definitely think they'll be used. Uh huh. Yeah, I think there would be no reason um, bringing them in. You know, I don't think they'll be guaranteed a huge amount of minutes because I, I even think the consistency that Rangers have got it's almost the same changes that you see you know it's like for like players that, that come in and out but I think it's more these players coming in now is, is a bit bedding them into the environment like Stephen touched on there giving the players a chance to adapt and recognise the opportunity that they've got um, but with European football still there you know in, in, in the league the way it is if that ends up you know, over and done with by a certain point and you've still got games to play with, why would you not utilise and, and, you know, bleed these players into the squad? Right, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard about the two new signings. We're excited to have them, really looking forward to working with both players. Uh, Scott, we will analyse this morning, he's going to train with the group. Jack's slightly different, we're, we're, we're waiting for uh, a negative on his on his COVID test that we've only managed to do yesterday. So Scott's uh, Aberdeen test will will pass him clear to train with the boys this morning. So we'll analyse where he's at and um, if he looks good this morning and ready, I'll have a chat with him and there's a possibility he could be in the squad tomorrow. Good question from Derek there and go. And there's the answer from... I'm the manager so Scott Wright you know trained today it's yeah. not straightforward I mean, remember yeah. you used to just sign a player and yeah. put him into your squad you've got to wait for a Covid <laughs> yeah. test because he's won on Aberdeen he's qualified Jack yeah. Simpson doesn't I think the answer to the question is is that the players will decide if they play or not and what I mean by that is Stephen Gerrard continually speaks about trust and trust in his players and what they can do if the players show enough in training and the minutes they get on the pitch and some people then say you know, will they get a chance they get a chance every single day in training and you have to take that chance. You've got to grasp it. You've got to go and you know, compete against the best players in the country and show you're capable of matching them and playing them. And then if you get your chance to on the pitch, you've got to go and replicate that. So, listen, Stephen Gerrard has said he wants to get them in. Leanne's spot on. I think it'll all be about settling in the area, understanding the demands of the club, understanding the demands of the players you're playing with, the qualities, the speed of play, the technical side of the game, the tactical side of the game. If they can understand that mostly between now and the summer, they've got to come back in July and hit the ground running. Derek, what's your other question or your other point? Uh, well, if Celtic still to play Aberdeen three times, you think Aberdeen or Hibs could catch Celtic for second place? Okay, that's what... Can I just ask you, first of all, do you think those players will play? Do you expect to see the players play? I think Wright will get a game, but I don't see Simpson get a game. Okay. I don't see him uh, dropping Halanda mm. or... The other player, I don't see him getting much of a game time, no. Okay, you're Stephen Gerrard again on Simpson. player that I've been aware of for some time, I quite did through the, the England setup. Really like the way he goes about his business. He's he's six foot four. 
left-sided defender. He's comfortable in possession in terms of building out, and that's how we like to play. Um, he's aggressive. I think his mobility has improved over the years. I think he's really took that part of his game and improved on that. He's a player who's really hungry and has been frustrated with his game time so far. So we're getting a player at a good time, a good stage, and he's really excited to be here. Great to have him finally in the door, and we're obviously getting him three, four months ahead of the uh, the time we thought. So... That's a bonus for me. About Jack Simpson there, six foot four. Yeah. Uh, what about the point that Leanne said at five minutes ago that uh, there is second spot up for grabs? Uh, what do you think for Aberdeen or Hibs? Well, it's a big ask, no doubt about it. You know, looking at the Celtic squad, you would think on paper they have enough and they should finish second. I mean, if they don't, it's an absolute ca- catastrophe. I think it's it's been such a dramatic fall off from where they were last March to where they are now. Anyway, but you still would back Celtic and being strong enough, irrespective of who's in charge to go and do that. Uh, you know, the big challenge for Hibs and Aberdeen is to try and put a run of results together that can put Celtic under pressure. And as much as Derek said that Aberdeen have to face Celtic three times, but they have to beat them. You know, they have to go and show and they've got to be brave enough to go and get after them and go and get a victory. So if they can win one of those games or two of those games, then that could change the dynamic of it all. But you can't help but look at the Celtic squad and think, even though they're not playing well, they should have enough on their locker to go and win enough games to finish second Celtic fans would normally be insulted by that wouldn't they and, and Rangers fans would too if you ever joked about oh who, who who's going to come at Champions League I heard that you know quit with Ali McCoy early yeah. in the season and he came back to Alan Brazil said well it depends who's in it was a joke then but it is a possibility now but uh, Leanne I you, think you you've got s- everyone talking about this well I yeah. think you can see even you know in terms of Aberdeen their recruitment yesterday that to me doesn't look like a side that are content you know, we just accepting that they're going to wrestle for third, third and fourth. You know that it, it, to me looks like you've brought in Fraser Hornby, a top top talent. You've accepted the fact that Sam Cosgrove was gone. You've made that decision. You've been brave. Um, McCrory's over the line. I think Aberdeen will get a real lift here with, with the signs that have come in. I think now what you've got the difference between over the last couple of seasons is that do you really believe you can go and beat Celtic? I think teams might have toyed with the idea of that whereas I think now teams genuinely believe that they can beat them and actually what Celtic have lost is that they don't believe they can beat everybody and that's a dangerous place to be um, so it would be interesting listen it's, it's, Stephen says that it's a big ask you know but I, I, you know, I firmly believe that the league now is probably in a really strong place mm-hmm. um, with a number of teams in the recruitment um, which has been tough in January by the way but I think the clubs have done really mm-hmm. well to get a few decent names in the door yep. Rangers on 72 as we know Celtic on 49 they've got two games in hand Aberdeen 44 they've got one game in hand and Hibs who've played 26 have 43 the thing about the Aberdeen and Hibs is that they suffer from inconsistency mm-hmm. too Hibs yeah. had three well, exactly. bad results in a row but before. the thing is they can look at it now and I think uh, Hibs have got what 12 games to go yep. and Aberdeen have got 13 yep. So they think their season now boils down to 12 and 13 games. Can you put a good enough run together, albeit you will have to play the top teams, particularly when you reach the top six. If you can put enough wins together, then you just never know. Go Radio Football Show, Stephen Cragen, Leanne Crichton and me, Paul Cooney, with OPC Energy Limited. We're at the first break already. And then afterwards, we're going to tell you one of the new signings at Aberdeen. I think he is in the lineup tonight. Rob will be there. That's coming. And more of your calls. We hear from Neil Lennon. We hear from Stephen Gerrard. And more from Scott Wright next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to Chris for keeping us up to date with the traffic and travel. Watch out snow in some places. Take it easy. Look after yourself in these COVID times. 
0808171700 full card between tonight and tomorrow tomorrow night it'll be Rangers against St Johnson Motherwell against Dundee United and Hamilton against Ross County and tonight we've got Killy against Celtic St Mirren against Hebs and let's go to Petaudry Aberdeen against Livingston it's the voice of football Scotland's number one commentator oh, Rob, Rob, Rob McLean love it, love it, love it. Rob uh, good evening keep, keep, keep talking Paul that's great uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just hearing that uh, yeah you, I, I've got you for three and a half minutes so Craig's is well, here Leanne's here well, let, let, yep. let's make it a quality three and a half well that's a first for you and me for, for, for everything and Rob yeah. is one yeah. of the new players playing tonight I was teasing that just yeah. before the break yeah yeah Fraser Hornby makes his, his Don's debut tonight uh, wearing number seven um, just getting my first look at him they're, they're just warming up down below he's a bit of an Andy Carroll lookalike yeah. uh, he must be about 6'4 uh, so he, he certainly got presence. Um, all I've seen of him really is, is scoring a few goals for the Scotland under 21s. Um, he's, I think he scored 10 times um, nas- internationally. Um, obviously, he's been in France, comes to Aberdeen, straight into the team. Uh, and I'm pretty optimistic about what he might be able to do for them because they're certainly creating enough chances of late. And obviously, the likes of Sam Cosgrove, Curtis Main, who are departed now. Um, have been misfiring uh, and not, not, say, finding the finishing touch. So, um, you know, Hornby might be the man to do the business for them. And uh, Callum Hendry is on the bench with, uh, with Flo Camberry to follow at a later stage. He could play maybe against Hibs, debuting against his old team at the weekend. Rob, are Livy looking for a place in Europe now? Are they chasing them for a place in Europe? And Leanne has put the cat among the pigeons by suggesting oh. that Aberdeen and Hibs are fighting for potentially for second position. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, when you when you look back on the draws that Aberdeen have had recently, that could have been wins uh, with Celtic stuttering. Yep. Um, that's been that's been a big incentive for them that they haven't really taken up in the last sort of six weeks. But it remains so. I think that there remains, uh, Leanne, a possibility for them that if they can uh, win tonight and Celtic continue to do what they're doing, then then second place could be on. Consistency is the biggest thing, Rob. That is more the concern, I think, if you're Aberdeen or Hibs, you know. But I just thought with intent yesterday, I thought it was really a really strong uh, transfer window from Derek McInnes under the, the current circumstances to get in the players that he did and move, you know, yeah. the one or two on. Um, yeah. I, I just felt like it, it didn't seem like he was going to accept the fact that third place would would be good enough. Yeah, I think, I think they've I think they've I think they've done well. Um, um, but will Livingston just maintain this amazing thirteen match unbeaten run? Will they extend it to fourteen? Uh, he made another four changes tonight, Davey Martindale. It's what yeah. he does. Still looks a really strong team. And uh, and Livingston will hope, yeah, it's onwards and upwards for them. And, you know, could they be part of that battle for European places? And even, potentially, if they keep on doing what they're doing, getting up that little bit closer to Celtic. Rob, I know we don't have you for long, but Stephen, you picked up on a comment that uh, Cosgrove made. Yeah, I was just interested, Rob, because Sam Cosgrove was quoted the other day. Actually, I sat and watched it that he said that uh, he trained at Birmingham City. He was pleased with the intensity of training. That's not something he's been used to over the past couple yeah. of seasons. So it was a little bit of yeah. a, a cheap shot at Aberdeen, considering they took a gamble on him at £30,000. You know, they give him the, the time to grow and become a better player. They've sold him on for £2 million. I thought it was a little bit cheap. How's that been received up in the yeah. northeast? Uh, not well, I would say. Um, but it maybe just tells you that relations have become a bit strained between the two. He hasn't been doing what he's been paid to do. 
Uh, anyway, I'm about to yep. go because Thank you, uh, Rob. I've got something to Take do. Take care. So I will speak to you soon. All the best. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow night Cheers, with uh, Marvin Bartley will be there. He'll be uh, the, the skipper for yeah. Livy tonight. We've got the teams here. Who wants to take the teams? Because uh, Rob has uh, gone on. Can we just say why the, I asked the, that question? The, because some good clubs question, have yeah. scored six goals in 2020. Absolutely. And four of which were penalties. So for him to get a £2 million move, yeah, yeah. you think to yourself, just be glad. Yeah. Keep yourself in. If you're not happy, just shake hands, wish everybody all the best and yeah. keep your reputation intact. And I just think he's he's soured his relationship a little bit with some of the Aberdeen fans. I'd imagine with the Aberdeen management and some of the players. It's not like he was setting the world alight over the past few months the way he was playing. He was in there to the team. Mm-hmm. So again, for Aberdeen to turn him into a £2 million player, I think he should have given them more credit. Do you know the Scots phrase? It's a long road that has no turning. Mercury. Why would you do that? No, As you leave Aberdeen, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, and, but, uh, but that's it. I'm always a firm yep. believer that when you leave somewhere that you should always try and leave it in the best possible yep. terms as you possibly can. And that is something you probably learn as you get a bit older. You know, whether he's been wrongly advised yeah. or having the wrong sort of conversations with people yep. that have influenced that opinion that he actually believes that. Um, I don't doubt the intensity. He's, he's probably really yep. good at Birmingham, yep. but that doesn't need to have a, a negative reflection yep. on Aberdeen. And you did that with Scotland because you're still playing at Glasgow City. Clearly not at the moment but you decided after 72 caps yep. that uh, it, w- it was time to go and we thank you for what you've done the service you've given to the Scotland team some great days but did you just why did you decide? Oh, Paul the team was just at that stage now where there's a slight transition and the fact that we've not qualified um, for the Euros we can't qualify there's these two remaining games um, I'm, I've looked at where I am in life and, and the effort that I've exerted probably over the last number of years and Mentally and physically, it takes a lot to keep going, you know, and different a lot of the time people might sit back and, you know, be happy and comfortable if, if you make millions for the game and you can retire off the back of it. But for me, it's it's more about thinking what's next. And, you know, I owe it to the girls, to be honest, and, and up front in terms of the team and where we're at. And I've had an incredible time, an incredible international career that goes right back to 2006, youth level before that, um, a Euros, a World Cup and the 72 cap. So I'll bow out gracefully before I get kicked out. <laughs> What was it like wearing the dark blue of Scotland? Well, just give us a moment when you did you pinch yourself? Was it the first time or nothing beats it, Paul? Honestly, um, it's incredible. Loads of moments over the years that you do pinch yourself, especially when you you get to play in front of the fans and um, packed stadiums. But I'll never forget um, the Scotland Argentina game for more reasons than the fact that we threw away a three 0 uh, lead. But it, the centre circle as the game was starting. Um, I literally heard my mum shouting on me because we knew where the fans were, were sitting and the, the tickets that we had. Um, so you're kind of geared up. It was a 10-second countdown and I, I heard my mum shouting, like, come on, Leanne. So it's moments like that mm. that you just, you literally um, singing the anthem, being as proud as, as we are. And I've been lucky, the, the team of players that I've shared the pitch with over, not just the, the last couple of years, over the, my entire career, um, have been incredible. The, the most inspirational females that I've been among and you know, I wish them all the best moving forward. It's going to be great to be, be a, a proper fan now and mm-hmm. yep. um, root for them all the way. And that was a fitting tribute mm-hmm. to you. It took you by surprise, didn't it? On Sports Scene on Saturday afternoon, and a few people said that to me as well. Barry was mentioning it last night in Sai. It was a lovely tribute, yeah. quite right. It was, and it's always nice. I mean, you don't hear it very often in the mail game. I was sending Leanne earlier, and you don't, you know, when you're retired, it isn't very often the guy sends you a nice message and wish you all the best. But certainly very touching, and I think it's interesting just speaking about Leanne. Said she heard her mum shooting in the pitch. I used to say to my mum and dad in international football when I came out, 
don't wave or shout because you're getting no response. I'm in the zone, leave me alone. I'll maybe see you at half time and if we win, I'll wave at the end. If not, I'll see you after the game. So yeah. don't get involved. And I think they used to just sit with their hands by their exactly. side. But yeah. that was just to try and keep me yeah. intact because you do emotionally get involved in the, yeah. and it's particularly the anthem is always the one that caught me at the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. But you had to then clear your head and get on with it because you knew when you stepped into the international arena, it was a step above where you were playing at club football and I was the exact same so everything had to be in line Also the thing is with these tournaments like not to dwell on me too much but it, for any <laughs> player and, and the players that are coming up to the Euros it's almost when you're away at a tournament you carry the burden of your friends and family want to see you play so as much as they support the team as we all do they're desperate to see you on the pitch. So actually, by the time that moment came round and you get that opportunity, the weight just completely lifts off your shoulders. So I actually think I had found myself in quite a chilled out moment where I thought, this is it. Like, nobody can take this away from you. You're here now. You go and play, but not incredible memories. It's just nothing beats it. And the anthem, as Craig says, definitely catches Was it Flower of Scotland? Yep. Oh, yes. Of course, yeah. Absolutely. It used to be Scotland the Brave when it started. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's take another call. Sean, a Rangers fan is on. Hi, Sean. Good evening. Hi, guys. And RIP and his family, Sir Tom. Um, that was sad news today. Um, Indeed, yeah. Yeah, we lost it. 100 years old. And the money he raised is absolutely phenomenal. Million. Yeah, Captain Tom. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Yeah. That was nice that you mentioned uh, the passing of mm. Captain Sir Tom Moore. Sean, Sean, what's on your mind? Um, I'm happy with signing Simpson for uh, Bournemouth and Wright for Aberdeen. I'm mm-hmm. um, happy with the way the transfer window went went home because I stayed up to midnight to watch it so did you and Jim White got home at uh, half two he told me Harry Redknapp got lost on the way to the studio last night you know <laughs> I that? heard Fred, him joking yeah. about that one honestly here. <laughs> no he did I said when did he arrive he said about half past nine or something so anyway sorry yeah uh, and you know what made it all good Paul um, is it Paul yeah it is yep yeah I wasn't too sure if it was Rob sorry I, um, it was good it was on um Starting the show on uh, Transport Deadline yep. on Go Radio. That's what made it even better. Did you enjoy it last <laughs> night? Yeah, I think Barry and Cy quite enjoyed that as well. So it was good. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim, Jim's magic. He enjoyed it. So what are you thinking? The transfer uh, deadline is. It's been a good day for Rangers, hasn't it? They've done their business it's, early. It's been a brilliant early. day. Yep. And off a board, I haven't asked the guys yet about that, about to Leanne and to Stephen, uh, another defender at Bournemouth. And he's out. Is that what you wanted to ask about as well, Sean? Um, say that again, sorry. Yeah, off a board. So he, Stephen, overnight, that was a, a late yeah. a deal done. He signed a pre-contract, the other yeah. defender. Yeah. A, I'm happy with that as well, yeah. yeah. I think he's a defensive midfield, midfield player. Midfield, yeah, defensive, defensive midfield yeah. player. But you, you just look at you know the back line, you look at the centre-halves. I mean, you've got Conor Goldson, you've got Balogun, you've got Hollander, Katic to come back from injury, you've got Edmondson who's gone out and loaned, and you've also got Calvin Bassey who can play there. Add in Jack Simpson, suddenly you look as if so Rangers look as if they're overloaded so you can only imagine in the summer they're going to have to cut mm-hmm. one or two of those you then look at awful bore coming in the midfield and again that's a really packed area I mean no Stuart Robertson said a, a month six weeks ago that Rangers will have to sell that is their business model they can't just keep continually to recruit they're going to have to sell so you just wonder could one of the centre halves be getting sold on could one of the centre midfield players mm-hmm. be getting sold on and the name that would jump out for me would be Glenn Kamara because mm-hmm. they've been speaking for a while or Stephen Gerrard has hinted we want a new deal we want him on a new contract and the longer that goes you think is there a little bit of interest so you can imagine the squad's going to have to be trimmed somewhere along the line yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think Kamara's the one that alarm bells would be ringing. You know, I don't know, Sean, if you would agree with that. If you can see him possibly being a, a player or, or one of the players at the end of the season that might move on. 
I would be disappointed if we moved on, man, because I think he could, I think he could make Rangers a good few quid in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But the only one of is a wee bit uh, dodge which didn't actually go yesterday was Greg Stewart. I don't really see the point of him staying because he's not got mm-hmm. any games. Mm-hmm. Well, that's normally a combination of things, Sean. That a club or there's been no interest in him, or any interest that has come in uh, the club who would like to take him would have to play. I'd pay a proportion of his wages and I would imagine Greg Stewart would be quite well remunerated at Rangers so for a smaller club to come in and have to pay a big chunk out to a loan player may have put people off um, yeah. or maybe there's been no interest but I agree with you I think Greg Stewart financially it's probably been a great move for him going to Rangers but playing wise and when you get older and you get over 30 years of age you think to yourself you know, you just want to play as much as you possibly can and I think it's disappointing that someone as talented as Greg Stewart doesn't get the chance to go and play somewhere Mm-hmm. Here is Stephen Gerrard talking about the window in general. I think the window was really positive for us in terms of getting the two boys done and dusted. I think they'll re-energise the squad. They're really looking forward to getting started. Two real big talents, obviously in different positions. Three of the boys went out over the last couple of days as well to, to play uh, valuable minutes for themselves. So it's been a pretty positive window for us. All right, Sean, it's all positive for you. Do you th- are you going now for the 108 points to be the record breakers? Do you think you will oh, do yeah. it? Um, we've, we've got a good chance uh, we're still in Europe still in the Scottish Cup and I did say I know I, it came to my mind I was, we were talking to James there. he wasn't happy with the transfer window but I, I realised I actually said Rangers would win the league with 20 plus points when I done my prediction early in the season yeah you did that's true Sean can I just so, ask you quickly see, yeah, see come the end of the season do you agree that players will be moved on in terms of just recouping some of the, the finances that have been spent over the last couple of years? I think I think that will happen. I, I agree with you, Leanne. I think that will happen. Um, just hopefully it's um, no too much of our best players because we're going into Champions League next season. So I think it'll probably yeah. have to be so. There'll, there'll have to be a couple of big well, you look sales. At the, well, I've just made yeah. a note of the four ones you'd think right. would be highest in value. Would it be Alfredo Morelos? Morelos. Yep. You'd think, you know, I'd I don't think... Ready, honey, anyway. I don't, <laughs> would you? Yeah. I don't think they get the 25 million they thought they were going to get last yeah. year. Um, Kent. I think Kent would be one. I think Glenn Kamara and I think Joe Rebo. They right. would be the three, mm-hmm. sorry, the four players that may just have the highest market value. Tavernier has been terrific and he's a goal-scoring fullback. Yep. But he's at that age, he's almost 30 years of age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Connor Golson's getting up towards 30. So, Barisic. I think they're a bit. What, yeah, well, he could be another one. I think he's 28 years of age. So he could you know, be. He could yeah. be. You think if he doesn't move for big money this summer, then again, his value mm-hmm. could slightly drop. But the good thing is they've got an asset base now they can go and sell. You know, two years ago, they didn't have that under Steven Gerrard. He was trying to build that up and trying to bring players in. So he's certainly built that asset base where they can get some money in and they can kick on again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Sean, thanks very much for calling. Hey Speak to you soon. Thanks, Sean. Jack's more next. Bye. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. It's the Tuesday edition. We're here every evening, five till seven, and we're here on Saturday afternoons. Watch out, Leanne and Stephen. We might try and rope you and get you away from the BBC. <laughs> Get you away from a radio short bread. I heard half, I heard half an hour of the show on Saturday. Uh, sounded good. Then did you fall uh, asleep? You, or, you no. were on fire. No, I had work, work to go to. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but no, you sounded good. Oh, yeah. Good, thank you. Sile loved that and uh, Barry too. Yeah, we're here Saturday afternoon, two until six. 
So Saturday afternoon, Celtic lost to St Mirren. Afterwards, uh, the contrast and the voice of the manager, this was Neil Lennon. Yeah, it was bitterly disappointing. Uh, we started the game well and then conceded a poor goal from our point of view. You know, got ourselves back in the game and then another really poor goal. We don't stop the cross and Shane gets tangled up too easy. And then second half, we lack quality in the final third with all the ball, all the play. And it, yeah, it's a poor performance, poor result. Must be tough facing the media live immediately afterwards. What do you say? Um, well, Celtic fans, what do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. And yesterday we were speaking about John Joe Kenny. He's in on loan and probably will play tonight, the Everton man, against Kilmarnock. Well, we just need the paperwork to be finished. He's been in the building and he's travelled up last night, so hopefully we can get that signed and sealed this afternoon. He's a player I've liked for a while. He, um, he was at Everton, obviously, and you know had a very good career at England youth and 21 level. And then I watched quite a bit of him last season when he was on loan at Schalke. Playing in a struggling team, but I quite liked his qualities, quite liked his enthusiasm for the game, I quite liked his character. And I think he'll bring that to the team. He's a bubbly sort of personality and he, he plays that way as well. You know, he's a bona fide right back who, you know, has come here to try and make us better. Leanne, what about Olivier and Cham? So the news is he's gone there on loan till the end of the season. There's 4.5 million on the table. will go to Celtic from Marseille. But the manager, André Villas-Bo, said, I didn't know about it and offered resignation and in the last hour, it's been accepted. Incredible. An incredible turn of events, Paul. You, you could not make it up. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Livian champ, you must be thinking, what have I done? You know, yeah, I know. Um, he's been desperate. You must be looking forward to getting back to Celtic. <laughs> well, and who would have thought he would be saying that? It's unbelievable. Um, Andrew Villas Bose saying that he woke up to the news. Mm. You know, that, that just sums football up. I mean, where do you even go with it? You know, making decisions that the manager's not included in uh, or he was included and he refused that he wanted to sign him uh, then he gets there God you wouldn't want to meet your teammates today going into training and saying you're not uh, supposed to be here Mind you if he's listening to Go Radio we knew yesterday and and people knew he was on the way so I mean there's always three sides to the story your version mine and the truth Yeah (laughs) (laughs) So me thought Scottish football was mad Yeah It just shows you that it's not just our game but Mm -hmm. you just think is that the not the misunderstanding, but the battle between a sporting director, potentially, yeah. ahead of football, as well as the manager. That's the problem. And one says, I want that player. Well, I don't need him because he's not my kind of player. Because I think they sold a player, was at Sanson, to Aston Villa for £16 million. And he said he doesn't replicate any of the technical yeah. abilities that he has. So he's not the kind of player, he's not a like-for-like player. I didn't want that replacement for the player I've just, uh, just sold for £15 million. So basically, he comes in, he's not going to play. So that then is a big decision. I think it went to the owner, didn't it? Mm. He, he offered his resignation to the board. They accepted it, put it to the owner, Frank McCourt, who's an American businessman. I think he's owned baseball teams. And, and I'm guessing he must have just said, yeah, let him go, let him move on. Which just shows you that there's no one person bigger than a football club. And Marseille are a huge football club in France. Oh, indeed. And Cham is a PSG fan. And, you know, that's not uncommon, but apparently they uncovered that and they're not happy at all. So it's, uh, yeah, the power of social which media. Which is a shame, though, yeah, isn't it? Because he's yeah. a player that's been clearly unhappy. He's not performed anywhere near the East potential in but terms of what we've seen of him do in Scotland. How good is he, do you think? I mean, he has so much talent. What would you say about Cham? I think Incham? he's got a skill said that he should have been running Scottish football mm-hmm. for me he certainly should have been a mainstay in the Celtic side um, for the last season definitely this season if, the, if there was ever an opportunity did Neil not say he's been trying to get away for the last two seasons yeah. and that was a which comment which is very so, telling isn't it you exactly know that, you know it, and that's maybe why he's not performed mm-hmm. um, as there have been offers or, or discussions before and then you eventually force it through and this is the response mm-hmm. you get from the club that you've arrived at it's a nightmare scenario for everybody involved it's actually really sad because 
there's nothing worse than being somewhere that you're not actually mm. wanted well he's grabbed the headlines for the wrong reasons yeah. so right yep. away he's on the back foot the Marseille fans are unhappy because he likes PSG you have to play well don't yeah. you yeah his teammates must be thinking well thanks I got on well with a manager I got on great yep. with Andrew uh, yep. Andrew Villas-Boas and now he's not here because of you and mm. there's so many situations so mm. it's a really tough ask really and, and as much as Celtic have that four and a half million pound um, yep. promise clause for the yep. buy it looks now like it'd be very unlikely when yeah. he would be a full-time transfer. So Let's, we could be back at Celtic in the summer. Okay, we're only minutes away from Aberdeen against Livy and St Mirren against Hibs. Did we give you the teams, Aberdeen, Livy? Uh, Aberdeen are Lewis, the captain, of course, Hoban, Considine, Lee, Hornby and Hedges. So Hornby is in tonight. Taylor, Hayes, McLennan, Ferguson and McCrory. And uh, Livingston, what a run they're on. This would be 14 unbeaten. Uh, Strychek is in, back in, he was in at the weekend, wasn't he? Devlin, Ambrose, Guthrie, Longbridge and Lawson, Holt, Mullen, Serrano, Pittman and J. Emmanuel Thomas. So Bartley, the captain, of course, is on the bench, yeah, because John Guthrie is the captain tonight. Uh, Celtic are in action at quarter to eight. Kilmarnock against Celtic. More of that in a wee while. Let's go St Mirren against Hibs. It's a six o'clock kickoff. And a Hibs fan is on the line, Rhys. Rhys, good evening. All right, guys, how's it going? Good, how are you tonight? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Looking, looking to keep the run going after... It was a tough January for you early on, wasn't it? But it, it, it's come good for you. Yeah, obviously a good result Saturday against United. Um, hoping to bounce on it tonight. Obviously got a good away record, so mm-hmm. fairly confident, but we'll wait and see. Are you going to ask about the players that were maybe going to go? Because if not, I think Leanne and Stephen want to ask you some questions. But could you go uh, first? I, 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 yeah. I was on Saturday and I was speaking about obviously Nisbet and Poria. Yeah. Um, and then, well, obviously last night we had Malin and Gowan go, mm-hmm. which sort of leaves us with two strikers. And with, Ma- with Malin going, it sort of takes away that creative side of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit disappointed in Hibs parts not bringing in another striker, considering we have got. One in Nisbet, who seemingly wanted away, handed in his transfer request, and then, although Dodge, I like Dodge and what he brings to the team, he's not scoring an awful lot of goals. So, I think it's sort of if we're challenging for third, it leaves us in quite a short position. Yeah, well, I, first of all, Reese, I just look at the midfield area that Stevie Mallon has vacated, and you look and you've got Halberg, you've got Jackson Irving, you've got Gogic, you've got McGuinness, you've got Newell, you've got Allen, you've got Chris Cadden who can play in there as well. So that looks like an area that is really overloaded. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine Jack Ross, you know, as much as you want to bring players in, there has to be a stage where players have to go out. You know, I spoke at the top of the programme, didn't we, about the finances and Hibs have been quite vocal about the finances and the money they've lost and how they're going to try and recoup the money. So somewhere along the line, you have to try and balance the books. And I'm guessing maybe the offer came in for Stevie Mallon to go to Turkey. So that would make sense for to go and do that, to get him off the wage bill. But also for Jamie Gullen, you know, just to be a fringe player. I think for Hibs really to see what he's all about, they need to get him on loan. They need to watch him play on a regular basis and then assess, is he a player that they can bring back in the summer and he can be an asset for them next season and beyond. So um, I understand your concerns about lack of creativity because I think during that tough spell, home to Ross County, home to Livingston uh, in particular, it was that lack of you know, penetration, that lack of guile. Someone like Scott Allen would have made a big difference in there. Someone like Stevie Mallon could have yeah. made a difference. So um, I understand your frustration, but you know when they are overloaded with midfield players, I suppose at some stage they have to sacrifice someone. Leanne, we expected uh, there was going to be a couple of big signings yesterday. We thought Nesbitt was on his way. That's a huge amount of money to knock back, around £3 million. Yeah, which I suppose it would have made sense to take the offer if you knew you were going to be able to get a replacement yeah. in the door. But January is always a, a tough window to do that in terms of getting a long-term 
fix, um, which I, I think Hibs would have at least thought, you know, McKevin is, but they would have had probably two seasons out of. I don't think they were expecting six months and, and we handed a transfer request. But I think Martin, Martin Boyle's been a player, uh, Reese has been in and out the team as well. I think he struggled over the last month or so with a couple of wee knocks and niggles, but he was back at the weekend and, and grabbed that goal. Do you see him as, as one of your attacking flair players as well that he could possibly play through the middle? I think, yeah, I think you're right. Boy obviously got his goal and touching on what Stephen just said about, I think with Cadden, he sort of came into that right wing-back role where Boyle usually would play and he's, mm-hmm. he's, so far he's looked like he's done really well. Um, so I, I, he can get Boyle through the middle, but it was sort of his lack of goals before Saturday that was quite a concern with playing him up top, but he's obviously another option. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going as well. I, I do like to see him go out and loan because he wasn't getting much game time at Hibs, but I would have probably liked to have maybe seen him go to sort of lower premiership team. So you had the boy Anderson at Aberdeen, he's down at Hamilton, so probably seen going in the premiership scene how he gets on. Probably would have preferred that instead of a, a move down to the championship. But to be fair though, Reese, the championship it will be a good test for him. You know, there's a a lot to, to be learned in that yep. division. I think and if you can go and get a run of games which, you know, get into a relegation battle ended up at something you know like an Aki's or a Ross County perhaps that you become under pressure to really go and perform um you're almost taking out the limelight a wee bit into the the championship and you you have that opportunity to go and play and um almost get brought down a level but that can be good as a player mm. you know it's a new experience Reese here's the teams tonight Anik Tate and Shaughnessy the captain of St Mirren McCarthy Doyle Hayes and Flynn Dermis, McGrath, Dennis, Fraser and Brophy. And for your own Hibs, Marciano, of course, in goals. Paul McGinn, McGregor, Hanlon, your captain. Cadden, Gogic, Irvin, Doig, Boyle, Doig and Murphy. What do you reckon is going to happen tonight, Stephen? What do you well, think? Well, just when you go through the team there, we're talking about transfers. It was quite refreshing, actually, to hear Josh Doig, I think it was last week, when it was mentioned about him potentially moving on, getting some game time, going to a bigger club race. And he actually said, you know what, I want to stay here. I think it's better for my development to stay here, get minutes under my belt, play as much as I can. And if I'm good enough and I progress, I'll move on eventually. So I think just to hear that from a young player must be good for a supporter of a football club. Yeah, there's there's problems. It's good attitude, isn't it? Liam, what do you think? Scoreline tonight? It's a hard one, you know, in... That's why I asked you first. Your, <laughs> your, your insight to, into the game. I'm going to go a draw. A, go, a draw. Score yeah, draw, score do you think? Draw. Ah, Definitely yeah. score draw. Both yeah. those teams are good goals. Yeah. Stephen? I, th- I think if Hibs get the first goal, I've watched many occasions this season away from home to play counter-attack. If they get the first goal, I think they'll win the game. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Reese. Uh, I'll go a 2-1... Uh, no, 2-0 no Hibs. 2-0 no Hibs. Reese, can I just ask quickly? Yeah. I mentioned earlier, just yeah. in terms of you know, third spot is... is what you are fighting out for and um, could you see a push for second if Celtic's form continues? It's, it's funny you say that we were speaking about that on Saturday and we were having to bear in mind that Livingston are only a few points behind us yep. um, so I think right now focus on the top four yep. and then if, if we can pull away from Livingston I would I would like us to challenge for third but I don't think second right now is realistic You've been listening to Barry Ferguson too often with that modest answer. (laughs) Consistency. (laughs) I know, that's right. (laughs) Reese, thanks a lot for calling Go Radio.
Cheers, guys. Great. Thank you. Enjoy the match tonight. See our own Ali Defoy is on St Mirren TV. And we've said it before, the, the, the club TVs are big news now, aren't they? And it's a big revenue stream for the clubs with no supporters in the grounds. Absolutely. And, and even when we get back to normal, they need to continue the, the level of coverage. You know, And I know that a lot of people that might discourage folk going to games, but how do you grow a fan base if you don't offer that continuous well, the other side coverage? Have you ever been a broadcaster who's paid big money for your... Yeah. TV subscriptions like a Sky Sports mm-hmm. they don't want that to be going out every week because yeah. then they don't need to buy the Sky subscription because they can watch it in club TV so I think yeah. there has to be a balance to be found there's common yeah. ground somewhere I very, think it, very good point doctor yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, the... but it's nice though it's nice that people have got that affiliation yeah. with their, their clubs that they're missing out and getting out to the games yeah. you know that they know it's there and it probably feels a wee bit at home when you tune in and you get the odd interview with, mm-hmm. with former players and um, that match the experience can you believe it's just a month since Rangers and Celtic played the start of the year, January the 2nd. I'm just looking at the date. Quick break, the news, and then we're back. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. As we kick off at Aberdeen against Livy and St Mirren against Hibs, we'll keep you right up to date between now and seven on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. And thanks for making the switch. We're on from five every evening and we're on Saturday afternoons too until six. Kilmarnock play Celtic at 7.45. Tomorrow night, Hamilton up against Ross County at six. Motherwell against Dundee United also at six. And Rangers at quarter to eight up against St Johnson. So it's a great time of year Stephen isn't it there's so many games mm-hmm. on in football and we always say this thank goodness it keeps us going during lockdown it's tough the weather's not been great you know it gets dark early although we've got an extra hour a day mm-hmm. ever the optimist but thank goodness we've got football still on and do you know what with so many important games coming up because there's teams fighting for relegation top six is there for the taking we're talking about fourth and third Aberdeen and Hibs potentially finishing second above Celtic the title race looks like it's gone completely Rangers are going to be champions but the other 11 positions are all up for grabs and that's why we just love Scottish football Absolutely and then you drop down into the championship you know as I was saying there about Jamie Gullen and his move to Wraith Rovers you've got a, you know, a real dogfight there at the, the top of the, the table Hearts will go out I think and, and yeah. comfortably win it but below that in terms of the playoff spots it's all to play for That was a good win for Hearts at the weekend uh, against Dunfermline Are they your tips to come up? Hearts, I think, yeah, or, or they'll stroll it. Yeah, yeah, I can see them being comfortable. Um, mainly the because the, the clubs below them are just that. It's that inconsistency, the same that you get, you know, with Aberdeen and Hibs mm. so far. Uh, there's been opportunities to really go and close the gap, put pressure on, but every time that opportunity comes, it sneaks away, and then Hearts just edge that bit further. Who's going to be in the playoffs? Do you think? Who would it be? I think Wraith Rovers have got a real yeah. strong chance. Mm-hmm. If Dundee can start putting together. Um, they think you know they've got a real talented squad, but there's moments again it lets them down. Um, goals have been a problem. Um, inconsistencies probably defensively, but I think Wraith Rovers have looked really really exciting. Um, and they've been a strong side. You know they had a, a spell there for a couple of weeks that they went off the boil, but you know everybody has those mm. those runs. Stephen, for you is it Hearts and who? Or? 
Dundee have to be close. Mm-hmm. You know, they've made good investment. They've backed a young manager. They've brought in the experience of Charlie Adam, for example. So I can't help but think if they don't go up this year, then you know there could be repercussions somewhere along the line. What about tonight? Aberdeen against Livy. It's kicked off. No scoring so far. Um, what do you think? What's your prediction for tonight? Yeah, Aberdeen are a tough one to call because Derek has continually been asking the question or you know challenging his players to have that cutting edge in the final third. They feel as if they've lacked something. And as much as Leanne said, you know Fraser Hornby's a good signing. I think he's a little bit untried. Mm-hmm. You know he hasn't played a lot of minutes. Uh, over in France you're not going to tell I, me he scored are you? No, I, I think that I think that will be the beauty though of him that's why I'm, I'm actually really excited to see him up here and playing because uh, Rob touched on it as those international goals is really what we've all heard about Livy have scored and it's down as a Lewis own goal well, I'll be intrigued to, so to see what that looks like in seven minutes Livingston have just gone ahead he's had a so. few over the yeah. Over his time, Joe Lewis hasn't he? I always yeah. just think there comes a wee moment where you think he's due a mistake. I remember him in a, a League Cup quarter final a couple of years ago against Motherwell on a Thursday night, and he had two howlers early on. He had the one against St. Mirren in this season's League mm-hmm. Cup. Yeah. He had one earlier on in the season against Motherwell where he kicked the ball straight to Chris Long and he yeah. went and scored. So he's always got that little moment of concentration. I hope it's not his fault this time, but when it goes down as an own goal, then you'd like to think. You worry. Yeah. Are you about to change <laughs> yeah. your predictions? I was just asking your predictions. Well, to be fair, I hadn't given it there no. and then. I would have fancied Aberdeen just because yeah. they're the home side, but that's right up Livingston Street. Mm-hmm. You know, being the underdog, no one really giving them any credit for what they do. As much as we give it, the other teams think. You know, if you look at Livingston on paper, you'd think most teams will say we'd fancy taking them on, mm-hmm. but it just shows you momentum and feeling good and everybody believing in themselves. Mm-hmm. Amazing how far yeah. I can take you, Leanne. What do you think? It's going to be tough now. I would have went yep. for an Aberdeen win. If Very you honest to both Paul. of you. Yeah, no, um, I know. Yeah. But but that's nothing against yeah. Livingston. But almost you just wonder when this incredible run is going to come mm. to an end. You expect, as I mentioned, with the intent of Aberdeen and the players that they've brought in, that they'll be hoping to start putting the ball in the net and mm. picking up some some extra points. Um, but it's, Stephen says it's right up Livingston Street now. You know, and not to say that they'll sit back and be comfortable with one sure. 0 yep. but. It's certainly they're, they're more than capable of seeing out games and St Mirren Celtic uh, sorry St Mirren against Hibs St Mirren Celtic was at the weekend what did you say just before the news who were you going I for I thought a draw to be honest Paul yep. um, score draw you did score draw yeah. Stephen well I just thought Hibs I just think they've got enough uh, in the front foot I think Jim Goodwin's changed his personnel changed his shape from the weekend I thought he was very brave at the weekend at Celtic Park he matched the diamond up in midfield he played two attacking wing backs in Dylan Connolly and Dermis Dylan Connolly's not playing or certainly not starting tonight I, th- I thought he was excellent in the game Eamon Brophy comes back into the side um, so Jim will hope to carry that on but I just think Hibbs after that victory on Saturday will have really galvanised them as much as St Myrna galvanised I think Hibbs may just have too much St Mirren. Too much, you reckon, for them. It's amazing. It's too much for St. Mirren. It's too much for St. Mirren. What a couple of games, though, for St. Mirren. Indeed. Arsenal have gone one up at Wolves and they are on Saka scored after nine minutes. And uh, he's got them playing really well. They're hard to beat now, aren't they? A big turnaround down there. They're getting there. They're getting there. I think they're they're a a far cry from where they they would want to be, but certainly more positive signs, which I'm sure will please Kieran Tierney. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard speaking about the Morellas Rangers accepted the three-match ban. The, the ban for Alfredo, I've looked at the incidents a lot of times now. I don't think there's a case for us to defend in this situation. Having said that, that doesn't mean we're pleased with everything that happened in that game or that has happened during this season and previous seasons. So it is something behind the scenes. Myself and the board are working very hard on in terms of trying to find better solutions in terms of the disciplinary and the processes that go on. And it's something we'll continue to uh, try and be a support to in terms of the authorities to try and make things better and more consistent. 
not an easy player to handle, is he, Alfredo Morelos, Leanne? No, just when you, you almost feel there's there's been a bit of a breakthrough. You know, there was the, the incident at, at Tanadice um, with the retrospective ban that followed and this happens again, you know, only a number of weeks later. Listening to Stephen Gerrard's comments there, it, it must be frustrating in-house. You know, I, I think they came out now and, and probably front things a bit better than, than what it would how it would have happened last year just in terms of the position that the club are now in they've got that stronghold they don't need to come out um, and be too emotionally involved in, in certain situations but a player like Alfredo Morelos you know the debates there are Rangers a better team with him in the squad arguably I would say yes although I don't think his form this season has, has been you know at the same level it, it was last year but if you're looking at even moving him on, you know, how do you deal with a player that just constantly keeps letting you down? And if you're at a club that's looking at signing him, what reassurance does he give you that he's going to, at some point, you know, grow up and take responsibility? Um, a really tough, tough player. Stephen? Well, I think Stephen Gerrard accepting it says it all. You know, no doubt about it. But when you look back at the game itself, actually, on the flip side, he didn't get sent off and he goes on and scores the winning goal. You know, so as much as Stephen Gerrard's agreeing with it now, you know, I don't think he'd have been too happy at the time accepting it there and then. So um, there's no doubt about it. Alfredo Morelos, uh, everyone thought it disappeared from his game. Everyone thought he'd, you know, matured beyond that and he was away from it. He hasn't been sent off in 90 minutes this season, mm -hmm. but he has been, you know, banned twice from retrospective action. So it is disappointing. But I think last year when you spoke about it, Leanne, Rangers were so reliant on him. Mm -hmm. He was the go-to yeah. man continually. Stephen Gerrard needed him in his team. Now he's just saying, well, accept it. You're not going to mm -hmm. play and then gives an opportunity for other players. And that's what you would expect Alfredo Morelos to, to realise that, yeah. that mm -hmm. there's not the same need. You know, last season perhaps you, you could say he, he would get away with that because they were so heavily reliant. But now, if you've got so much competition, whether it's a, a deflection, you know, mechanism in yeah. his mm -hmm. own behaviour that he thinks, well, you, you know, you, you might not start me all the time anyway, so I, I'll just do what I want to do. But it's just silly, you know, it's nonsense. And listening to Stephen Gerrard's comments as well about the inconsistencies that he perhaps feels, um, you know... <laughs> There's a lot to be made of it, but I certainly think that the whole situation could be dealt with better and offer a bit more clarity around all the decisions that are made in Scottish football. Here's Cammy, a Rangers fans on the line. Hi, Cammy. Good evening. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hi, Cammy. How are you doing? What's in your mind tonight? Are you thinking about Morelos there? Yeah, just on the Morelos and what Gerard said, and it is, it's something that we can't defend, and it's sheer stupidity from Morelos, and I think it's something that we've seen before from Morelos, and I don't doubt it's something that we'll see again. No, Says, totally. No, I, agree. Right, I think everyone agrees he's so talented. Uh, so, what else are you thinking for Rangers? You happy with the transfer window? I think it's good. Obviously, we signed them both on a pre contract, and. Um, Got, got them in the door yesterday anyway so it's good they'll come in I think Scott Wright has a chance of being in the squad um, tomorrow night I think he could be in the bench and it'll be exciting to see um, to, to see him play yep. It's always good to see someone new coming in isn't it and freshen mm. it up a wee bit yeah. I think the big thing is is Cammy what's his best position you know is it as a number 10 is it as one of the wide ones and suppose the good thing about how Rangers play for Scott Wright you know their wide players don't play on the touchline they play narrow they try and play in between the lines and I think that probably is what Scott Wright is all about he'll try and find space between the opposition midfield and the opposition defenders and try and be creative and try and make things happen but you only have to look at you know the competition he has with Ryan Kent and Kamar Roof and Itten Morelos if he's fit Defoe Hadji Arfield can play there Arebo can play there so 
listen, there's no doubt that Scott Wright is going to have to take his game eventually to a level that he's not too sure if he can get to or not yet. If he wants to push those guys, if he wants to knock people out. But I think it's a signing worth you know, taking the risk for because I don't imagine there's been a huge outlay. And if it doesn't work after a year, 18 months or a couple of years, they could probably sell them on and recoup that money. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very good business sense by Rangers, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Cammy, have you seen enough of Scott Wright that you're happy with that signing? No, to be honest with you, I'm not going to sit here and say I know everything about him. I only watched him when Rangers played Aberdeen. He came on, he gave Aberdeen a bit of a spark, which is good to see. But him coming in is only going to add depth to Rangers. And it's it's exciting. You know, Rangers have got a squad now where you look at it, everyone who's coming in is playing a part and everyone who comes in that team fits in. Also, Jordan Jones has just went out on loan there. Mm-hmm. So I think Scott Wright coming in replaces where Jordan Jones was and also Brandon Barker. And I think what this season does offer you, Stephen, you touched on it there, what is his best position? Coming in the mm. now and, and getting him in the door early gives you that chance to see him perhaps in a couple of different options, you mm-hmm. know, if you're needing to rest bodies and change things up. Um, but what I like about Rangers and what they do is that they do recruit players for the system. You know, so they've identified the profile, qualities yeah. in them that they've thought that is exactly what we're needing, you know, to come in and, and support, whether it is perhaps Ryan Kent, who's a player that mm-hmm. consistently plays, you know, if you could see him being a somebody that could rest him the now at this stage of the season and give him a break in certain moments. Um, Joe Aribo, another one that, that comes in and out at times. But the names that you've just rhymed off, Craig, you, yeah, you, you wouldn't want to be trying it's to... Not. But I, I can imagine his impact or the impact that we're looking for him will be next season. Yeah. But then everyone thought that about Glenn Kamara when he arrived in the January. Mm-hmm. And once he got into the team, you couldn't get him out. Yeah. Yep. But again, then that, that'll be the challenge for Scott Wright is to get up to speed as quick, you know, as quick as you can, understand the system, understand the setup, understand the role you have to play with the ball, without the ball, your defensive position. Mm-hmm. I think the quicker he takes that on board, he will see that on a day-to-day basis, the quicker he takes that on board and then gets on the pitch to show what he can do yep. it and replicate it. Yep. And that will give him the chance of being in the team. But there's no doubt Rangers have got an array of talent and I quite like that Rangers aren't standing still. They're not just saying, well, we're going to cruise to the title. We've got the Scottish Cup. We've got Europe. They're thinking next season. They're thinking beyond. They've not got to be thinking of the, of the window in July, the window next January as well. Always on the front foot. And Cammy, you can really think about Europe now as well, not with trepidation, because under Steven Gerrard, you've done so well in Europe, you can now really embrace it. You can look forward to it and hope to go, well, maybe all the way. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? I, I think now, given the, the gap in the league, gives Rangers a good stepping stone for Europa League and they can bench players, like you said, Ryan Kent, and maybe play Scott Wright in a league game and save Ryan Kent for that Europa League game I think it's the way to do it you know if you're building for the future um, I listened to the show last night I caught bits of the guys speaking as well and it's not accepting that this is just a one-off this year you know if you can go over the, if you can get over the line that that's not good enough you know, you, you want to build on that. Whether you lose players, yes, you probably will. Um, but how do you get reinforcements in the door and up to speed and constantly, as Stephen says, looking ahead to that next window? What can be achieved in this next six months? What do you achieve beyond that? Cammy, thanks very much for calling in. Cheers. Thanks, thanks Cammy. Yeah, thank you. Just thinking, you know, Rangers so strong. Nobody could have believed what would happen mm-hmm. at Celtic. And there is this vacuum just now. There's the, the void. You know, we could we played it last night. Neil Lennon was asked, you know, the Peter um, 
Lowell is on his way out. Are you going? He said, well, why would I? You know, I'm the manager. It's just there's such a vacuum. And it's painful sometimes to listen to you know, for Neil Lennon to yeah. him. But what is going to happen? Have you ever seen anything like this in football no. in Scotland where such a, a club started with such a, an advantage, you know, £50 million wage bill? That should be an yeah, advantage. It, it, but it's, it's phenomenal. You know, his last 24 games in charge, his win rate is 33%. He's won eight of 24. Now, I... Managers at lower league clubs would be under pressure. Smaller clubs would be under pressure, never mind one of the big clubs. So, listen, I like Neil as a person, but I just think, you know, sometimes these things have a shelf life. I just tell you, it's 2 0 Livingston. Devil, Devlin has just Predi- scored. <laughs> predictions yeah. out the window for everything. Yeah. Second spot is Celtics. <laughs> Coming back Aber- to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't clip up any of this podcast tonight. On Sky there, it's Wolves nil, Arsenal nil. So there's obviously something been chalked uh, off well, there. Yeah, VAR. That, yeah, VAR has. You can has imagine, happened, must have of course. A ten minute wait to get a yeah, decision indeed, on yeah, it. Right it's, it's always a danger. <laughs> I know. I just saw it. That's why Stephen was just. Uh, mm. Yep. So Livingston definitely two 0 up. Yeah. Lewis own you know goal. the thing is, we keep being surprised that Livingston are winning. Everybody's like, oh, are they winning two 0 in Aberdeen? You think they're thirteen games unbeaten? Have won ten of those thirteen games. Surely we should be saying, oh, that's not unexpected. Good point. St Mirren and uh, Hibs nil nil. Leanne, I don't know if you've managed to. Hear anything about what's happening there? I haven't. I don't know. We don't know, but it's nil nil there at the moment. They've played 19 minutes at uh, Paisley. I love the fact they've still got the real surface. I think it's great, yeah. you know, isn't it? There's not that many of them there. And it actually but looks fairly decent for this time of does, year. Doesn't well, it? It looks pretty yeah. good. But what Stephen was saying there, that so the win record in the last 24 games is 33%. Yeah, he's won eight. He's won eight games, which naturally, managing any club. If that's your win ratio, you're going to be under pressure. Yeah. Maybe you're a team who should be challenged for the title and have fallen 23 points behind your rivals, albeit you've two games in hand, you're going to come under even more scrutiny. And I think Neil's fully aware of the disappointment, the discontent. You know, he's not sitting doing press conferences completely oblivious to it. He understands it, yeah. you know, particularly for that club. Where do they go, Leanne? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, I've said it a couple of times. It's a, it's certainly a rebuilding job, but what you need to to be able to do that and, and to put those plans in place is a, a clear vision of what is next. You know, what what does next season look like? What players will remain? What players will go? Because there must be an inclination of who wants to be there. You know, we we've heard plenty of stories about who didn't want to be there over the last number of weeks, but who's buying into it? Who's signing the new contracts to be there? Um, I just think, you know, for the top, right down to the bottom, nothing seems, there's no clarity around it and that alarm bells must be ringing. Um, It's a natural process, team sports like that. You do go through cycles of, you know, especially when you've grown and developed something like Celtic have done over the last nine seasons and the success that they've had. Success like that, more often than not, needs to come to an end at some point um, or you need to be prepared for that to come to an end and that's the bit that Celtic have missed is that there's no preparation. Mm. there was no preparation for failure this season. OK, it's St Mirren nil, Hebs nil, Celtic kick-off in about an hour's time. It's Celtic playing at Kilmarnock and uh, Livy are two up at Aberdeen. As you say, we shouldn't be surprised. Joe Lewis, an own goal early on and then Nicky Devlin made it 2-0 to David Martindale's team. We're back with more of your calls next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Radio, the home of the business show every Sunday morning with Hunter and Hockey. It's on again this weekend with Clark Episode Limited, UK Limited. It's a great show. Uh, last weekend, some, some great anecdotes from Tom Hunter, 
and Willie Hawkey and uh, yet you'll enjoy it Sunday morning or also on the podcast as well look out for what's coming up this weekend we're on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited taking your calls so far tonight St Mirren nil Hibs nil not too much to report I don't think in that game uh, but there is at Pataudry and you said beforehand Stephen they're so difficult to read this is Aberdeen yeah, so are. inconsistent they're two goals down they are and, and that's right up Livingston Street because how often have we watched Livingston this season going ahead uh, and it went 1-0 on the answers I can't imagine they're going to sit back a 2-0 they may change their mind they may just sit in be hard to play against force Aberdeen to put crosses in the box because yeah. when you've got F.A. Ambrose and you've got Jackson Longreach in there as well and you've got John Guthrie they'll stand in the edge of the 18-yard box and they will head everything that comes away so it's a long way back for Aberdeen already and that's the one thing you know we touched on it earlier speaking about Aberdeen and their inconsistencies is there's been a lack of goals mm. in the Aberdeen side that's why mm. they have struggled you know and they haven't picked up as many points as you would have expected them to do albeit them in a decent run uh, get into tonight but they've certainly not been setting games alight so to see them you know scoring two and getting back in the game even seems unlikely and St Mirren have got a chance tonight as well mm. against the other team with inconsistencies Hibs and well, it's nil-nil at the moment but they're having a go they've climbed into the top six St Mirren after that terrific result against Celtic at the weekend Tony Fitzpatrick said he wanted top six top four well Jim Goodwin's certainly on track because I think they've got three games in hand over some of the teams round about them. Yep. So if they can pick up points, keep chipping away, I think they've got Motherwell in a rearranged game, Hamilton, I think, potentially in a rearranged game. Uh, so if they can chip away at those points and get them up, they can quite easily be in the top six. But see, just touching on Aberdeen, you were talking about uh, not scoring enough goals. I had a little look back, as it's always stuck in my mind, that that's probably the one position that Derek McInnes has exhausted as a manager, as centre-forwards. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a list of centre-forwards who have been in at Pataudry under Derek McInnes. Give us a few. Well, yeah. you'd... Some of the names you'll have even forgot. Calvin Zola, mm-hmm. Jaden Stockley. I think came up on loan from Exeter or signed yeah. for, they bought him in and sold him to Exeter. Within six months, he moved to Preston, I think, for 800 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Goodwillie was another one. Stevie May, yeah. Nicky Maynard, mm-hmm. uh, Wes Burns, mm-hmm. a guy people probably wouldn't remember. Stevie, uh, I mentioned Stevie May was one. Uh, Miles Story, James Wilson. Yeah. So they've exhausted. And the only one striker who's continued or did continually hit the back of the net regularly was who? Adam Rooney. Ah, yeah, he continually yeah. got over 20 goals with yeah. Derek's yeah. expenditure on centre forwards and trying to get a goal score and he's he's released three or two or three and he's put another three in to try and do it so yeah. it's an incredible overturn of players good point so what about some of the managers then who have a think uh, who's going to come in at Kilmarnock what do we think There's, I haven't heard any intel I don't know if you have no. heard what do you reckon could it be Stephen Robinson could well, he come back the quickly? three names that spring to mind Scottish football always likes to promote within would be Stephen Robinson Tommy, Tommy Wright, Wright and Gary Holt and I think because all three have had relative success at their clubs. Mm-hmm. Tommy Wright yeah. was a Scottish Cup winner. I mean, people forget at the end of last season, due on, on the average points per game, that St. Johnson's creeped into the top six mm-hmm. and plays of him. Yeah. So he's continually got top six. Stephen Robinson has fought a relegation battle. He's sold young players. He's made a top six. He's in European football. He's with cup finals. So his CV looks good. And Gary Holt overachieved at a team like Livingston. <laughs> it looks like he's underachieved now. I think the run Davy Martindale's <laughs> on. But certainly to get them in the top six yeah. last year, yep. three attractive candidates. I don't think Billy Bowie can afford to gamble. Mm. No, I don't think he can he afford to, to bring right, in Angelo Alessio. He can't no. afford to bring in that type. It's he needs good. to bring yeah. someone in who knows the game in Scotland, keeps him in the league because I think they've got a big turnover of players coming in the summer. A lot of players out of contract. Yeah. Mm. And so I think now, just in. to steady the, the, the ship and get yeah. a couple of positive results, you know, Kelly fans, I think, would accept mm-hmm. get them back to winning ways and a bit of belief and momentum. You think of the momentum that the club had mm-hmm. under Steve Clark. Yep. You know, the stadium was packed mm-hmm. every weekend, um, and 
rightly so they'll be missing the fans the now but I think more so you know I don't know if I can see Gary Holt in there but certainly Tommy Wright or Stephen Robinson I think would fit the bill perfectly because what you see is what you get mm-hmm. with them uh, whether the, maybe just with Gary Holt it would be too soon coming out of the, the job that he's just left but he knows the club so well well he's he at Falkirk does. isn't he yeah. Falkirk he's the head of football operations yep. at Falkirk so you just wonder was he waiting and waiting and then that maybe. job opportunity comes along he's yeah. got to take it I almost felt like he had almost maybe lost a wee bit of confidence in his management by the time it was, was coming to the yeah. end at Livy just the way things were going yeah. so perhaps a break away from the game mm-hmm. and he'll, he'll come back um, with a bit more enthusiasm about him but it, it would be good to see one of those two guys back in it mm-hmm. Kelly and back in the league James Fowler is in the dugout tonight but he's also sporting director and he said he doesn't want the job Yeah, but they say that is that yeah. true? Everybody <laughs> says that I, yeah. I would imagine he's looked at it and thought there's more longevity in a sporting director than there is a manager <laughs> yep. he's thinking from my own career to move it forward there's a good chance he'll stay in that position a lot longer because listen we know now football's so cynical you, know, you lose a couple of games and yep. because fans aren't at the games there's more criticism coming managers ways on yep. social media day oh. in day out and minute by minute Relentless during the but game, you, you, so you win, a couple, you win a couple of games, and then all of a sudden you're saying, oh, Could they be thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to that if you fancy it when you do uh, retire from playing for Glasgow City. Let's go on the lines on the Go Radio Football Show. Anton, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Anton, good evening. How's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm okay. So, what do you think tonight ahead of the game with Kilmarnock? Yeah, looking forward to it, especially <laughs> after watching the Mirren game. That was horrendous, huh? That's the worst. The worst I've seen Celtic play this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some minimum were the better team. No offence to St Mirren, but Celtic shouldn't be getting outplayed at home against any team. Never mind St Mirren. But I like Jim Goodwin. He gave he, he has done well with St Mirren, mm-hmm. but Celtic, the players didn't even look like they wanted to be there. No. Some of them didn't even look like they wanted to play for the club, never mind you learning. So... Aye, it's 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 hard it's hard times just now. Do you think that really is the case? I mean, it did look like it, and uh, you know he spoke frankly afterwards. He said it absolutely crushed. Mm. But how can you play for anyone for any money? Not you know, never mind ten, fifteen, twenty thousand pounds a week, and give that kind of performance. Mm. Well, to be honest with you, let's be honest. Football players been a play. None of them play for the club nowadays. They play for what they can get. It's quite obvious with the likes of Frimpong. No, don't get me wrong. Eleven, eleven million. I didn't drove up to Germany for that. Because you he wouldn't get in. The borders are closed. Got, exactly. He's obviously got a lot of potential. He's obviously got sure. a lot of things. It could. He could be a top, a top, top footballer, but. Playing lately, he hasn't been direct enough. No, his his final his final ball is absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was a no brainer. The rest of the transfer window for me, I think it looks like that Neil Lennon definitely going to end of the season. Considering what they brought in, I know they were trying to sign Ben Davis. Liverpool coming for him, it's a no brainer for him. Um, sign John Joe Kenny, really. He he done all right, Michelle, but I've never really seen him play, so no. I, I can't really I can't really speak, speak on him. But I do think that there wasn't much there wasn't much being brought in because I think Lennon's Lennon's definitely he's definitely gone, regardless of what he says. I I can't I will be flabbergasted if he's kept. Mm-hmm. Anton, sorry, what would it take now for Celtic to do to make to have you sounding a bit happier than you sound tonight? 
What actions do you need to see? Well, for a start, the players that are there show that they want to be at the club. There's maybe one or two, like Carl McGregor. Yeah. Boys, boys, he's been there since he was since he was a, a kid. He's so been amazing. Players like, yeah. It's players like him, and he plays he plays every game. You don't have to like you don't have to push him to play. But then you've got on the other hand, you've got Edward. Edward for me. I'd have sold them. Mm-hmm. See if I could have got rid of them. I'd have just sold them. But we said that even two weeks ago. We said during the window, would you not take the money now? And people say no, no. But the title had virtually gone. It has gone now. I, I, I think many people would agree with you, Anton. Mm. Sell them. Take the the money if there's still big money there. I mean, obviously David Turnbull. Yeah, I mean, he's part of the new uh, yes. Soro as well. I take it you would excuse him. Yeah, I like so I like Soro. Yeah. To be honest with you, I like Soro when I very first seen him play because mm. he does the, he does the. He does the he does the ugly the dog work, yeah. the ugly work, the work that nobody wants to do, yep. and he does it well. And um, he's a good passer to the ball. He's obviously got more legs than what Brown's got now. Uh, sure, um, but for me, I would have, I I would have, I would have probably sold, I'd have probably sold about four or five of that players mm-hmm. in January, got them out, had the money, re- and rebuild the squad because they've been cracked in the Celtic team for the past last season. The cracks were starting to show. Yep. And and that's just how it. That's just how it is. That's you, you have a you have a cycle in football. When that cycle ends, you need to rebuild your squad. I think and what's interesting, Anton, as you said, you know about you've mentioned lots of players, and you said you get rid of lots of players, and they're not playing for the club, and they're not up for it. Yet the manager has to carry the can for that, you know. And people say, well, the manager didn't motivate me. Surely, as an individual. You don't need someone else to motivate you. You know what you're playing for. When you're playing for Celtic, you're representing not just yourself, but the supporters all over the world, You know the loyal fan base, your family, everything about it. You want to play for a big club, you have to act like a big club player. You have to carry that responsibility and it has to inspire you. And you can't just put the tools away when it suits you. Mm-hmm. So I, that's where I've, I've continually felt sorry for Neil Lennon because he said it himself on Saturday. He was asked to have the players let you down. And he said, I can't disagree with that. Mm. So I that don't know tells how many weeks though, you can say that. I don't know how many weeks you can come out and say that the players have let you down, though, before it, 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 it has just got to be your fault. You need to take responsibility for that. You know, because but who motivated Julianne? The manager or, or yourself? I, I've been in different moments in my career where, of course, when, when you're winning and things are going well, you love it. You play every minute. You don't doubt it. Then there's been moments where you've went through that transition where you've got a core group of players that see things one way and you've got a new group of players that see things a different way. And I actually think a lot of the bits, even when you watch Celtic play the now, that looks as if it's about fitness, it's actually that they just don't know what each other are doing. There's been so many changes. They've chopped and changed the whole season. Which there's no consistency. They've really had the same goalkeeper in, in goals for more than four or five games. Um, defensively, it changes constantly. Midfield, in and out. Yep. Players are shipped left and right. Um, up top it's changed Covid's played its part in that I know that there's been loads of issues Um, but I think a lot of that the players can only control certain amounts and I get the bits right when you watch the game at the weekend the energy and the enthusiasm for the team really looks like they're gone Mm -hmm. you know but then that maybe the players are saying can somebody make a decision here because you know this (laughs) this doesn't feel good now yeah um, Jack Hannock's been sent off for St Mirren 36 minutes sorry to jump in there Anton yeah. but uh, we'll come back to that in a minute or two yeah they do seem to have gone mm. so Marvin Batley in this studio where you're standing Stephen said a week ago that he's played under Neil Lennon at Hebs he said he was the best motivator he's ever played under mm. but it's not working now is it? 
No, it's not. And I just wonder that sometimes when you speak to some managers or you listen to them talking, that when you go and work with players who are well paid, they're well looked after, they've been used to certain successes, you have to change. You know, maybe how Neil Lennon motivated Hibs players was a little bit easier because the salaries weren't as big, they needed to play every week. Whereas when you go to Celtic, there's a lot bigger personalities. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to find a way to try and push their buttons. But, you know, just on Leanne's, but I just think the players will have a responsibility to motivate yourself and to drive yourself. You know, nobody ever... When I get up in the morning, I didn't walk into training and think to Terry Butcher and Mark McGee and Craig Brown, what are you going to do for me that's going to get me up for this mm. today? Or, or, or when the team is picked on a Saturday, what are you going to say to me that gets my juices flowing? I know, but if you you're in a dressing room, Stephen, when there's people that are pulling in different directions, where you know there's players that want to leave, or there's players that have been forced to stay, or there's a manager that's not winning games, or you play a system that you don't believe in, of course you can be motivated. But at the end of the day, it's your reputation that's on the line as a player as well. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. You know? So they have to So they can perform. work hard, but you must have played in games that you can work as hard as you like and you still look like you're knackered and you're getting nowhere near the ball. Because yeah. I've played in loads of games yeah. like that. Well, that's a mentality thing then, you really. Know? You know, that's not... Because eight months ago, they were fine. They were flying, they were winning games, they were winning league, they were going to win the Scottish Cup, they won the treble. And that's you know, a message so that comes through the that's manager. Concerning. Even at the weekend, just speaking about fitness, yeah. get yourself in better, better condition. It's Jan. It's yeah. February. I think he's yeah. just run out of things you know? to say. I think he's just run out of things <laughs> you know? to say. Yeah. He's run out of things to say, and that's why I thought uh, at the at the weekend it was like he looked like a man needing put out of his misery. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Anton, it almost seems irrelevant, but of course it's not. What do you think is going to happen tonight at Kilmarnock? What scoreline are you expecting? I, honestly, I, I really couldn't. I really couldn't say. You know, you know that sometimes you think, right, that's it. We're, we're gonna we're gonna maybe push. We're gonna get a result. Yeah. I honestly, can I tell you? Because Kilmarnock, are, I could say we're a wounded animal, but Kilmarnock are a wounded animal as well. Kilmarnock have got battlers in their team, yep. um, so it's not really a good game you want to be going and playing <laughs> when, you've just, when you've just been beat for some, when you've just been beat for some and you're trying to get three points. But um, just touching on what they said about uh, Marvin uh, Bartley saying about Neil Lennon um, at Hibs, the same thing happened to Lennon at Hibs. Mm -hmm. He ended up <laughs> the players started turning against him. So I'm not sure what it is. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure what it is with Lennon right. when yeah. when things start going against him. Does he just does he lose a plot? Does he is he? For me, I feel sorry for him. I I, I me personally, I don't think his mental state is right now. I think if people, if people do worry, it must be ter getting so much pressure. Anton, before you go here, is the Celtic team um, Bain and goals again? Taylor Brown's back in the captain. Ayeti starts, Turnbull, Kenny, the new loan signing from Everton, the fullback, Christie back in from the start, Edward, Ayer, McGregor, and Welsh at the back. So Leanne and Stephen, you'll work out the formation there. On the bench, Barkas, Duffy's on the bench, Griffiths starts from the bench as well. He was taken off, as we know, at the weekend. Klamala, Soro on the bench, Rojic on the bench, Mikey Johnson, Elianusi, who was on, on Saturday, he's dropped, and Laxal as well, he was on the bench. So quite a few changes from there. Listen, we have to move on. Thanks very much for your call, Anton. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, you made some good points. We're back with more. It's still St Mirren nil, Hibs nil, but uh, Jack Annick has been sent off and Livy are still two up at Pataudry. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Crofty and Grado every morning, 6 till 10. The Go Radio Breakfast Show. Stephen Craigan, Leanne Crichton are with us until 7 and me, Paul Cooney, on an evening when 
Aberdeen are two goals down to Livingston and we're heading towards half time that will be any time now and St Mirren down to 10 men are nil-nil with Hibs but Jack Anik has gone off he was sent off so Linus the goalkeeper is on and Christian Dennis who scored at the weekend has gone off so obviously a change to put on the keeper uh, the Celtic line up for the match with Kilmarnock down at Rugby Park and Stephen you reckon you know how Celtic are going to line well, up well we I'm, think I, yeah. I, I'm guessing yeah yeah Typically with Celtic, their complete lack of width, you know, that's been their major concern yep. all season long. No James Forrest, obviously. No. Yep. Neil, Neil Lennon no has been gone with a four diamond two. It looks like a four diamond two tonight, so it'll be Scott Bain and goal. Back four of Kenny, Welsh, Ayer and Taylor. Uh, a midfield four diamond. Scott Brown will be at the bottom of the diamond. I'd imagine Ryan Christie to the right of it. Callum McGregor to the left of the diamond. David Turnbull in that number 10 role also with Ayeti and Odson Edward as the two centre forwards. Ayeti in there and uh, nothing much has happened for him. A few goals early in the season, Leanne. What do you make of the Celtic lineup? Well, it's strange even when you, you looked at, you know, Ayeti overlooked it the weekend. Rogic come on before him. Questions were asked. Gave him 30 minutes, now he starts. You know, there's no answers, there's no logic at times behind it. Um, but on paper, again, you would look at it and go, it's a strong enough team. You would need to perhaps maybe worry more about the right-hand side just because it's new. You know, with mm-hmm. Kenny coming in there, Welsh probably lacking that wee bit of experience just yet. Um, but on paper, still a really strong mm-hmm. Celtic team. One that you would expect to go and win and do the job tonight. Whether that happens or not, we'll soon see. Kilmarnock lineup, you've got it there. Yeah, I'll run yeah. through it. It's Doyle and goals. Um, Millen, Dicamona, Rossi, Handstrip, Power, Dicker, Tishbola, McKenzie, Burke, and Oakley. And they really need the points today as well because they are going down the table. I mean, that was a significant result at the weekend, uh, losing to St Johnson when you're th- two up to lose three two. Yeah, it was almost unbelievable. You know, um, I think the players will be be hurting. You know, not that I, I know too much about Kilmarnock, but I just think. When you listen to Alec Dyer speak, you know, in the length of time that he was at the club, I think the players might feel like they've let him down. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the response looks like tonight. You know, they certainly looked comfortable at the weekend. Um, and then that capitulation, you mm. know, the three goals w- was just unbelievable. You know, credit to St Johnston, but I'd be expecting a level of response from Kilmarnock tonight. I have to say, I watched the game, I watched all four, and, and, and having watched Kilmarnock first half, 2-0 at half-time is a bit of a false position mm-hmm. because St Johnston actually played really well. So Alex Dyer would have been thinking, we're in front by two goals, I don't know how. Callum Davis would be thinking, come on, they got a quick goal in the second half and then the tide just flowed. And once they went behind, and I'm sure that's what Billy Bowie must have looked at and thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, we were 2-0 up, a game we need to win, and we haven't managed to win it. So how can we come back from this with Alex Dyer in charge? Which yep. which is why. Plus, you'll have looked at Ross County, who have had a little bit of a bounce under John Hughes. Graham Alexander's picked up a few mm-hmm. points as Motherwell manager. Yep. And Davy Martindale has set the tone with that run. So the three clubs that have changed their manager have all had a little bounce, and he's thought, well, maybe that's what we need. A fresh voice just to try and turn their season around. And, you know, what a big result it would be tonight if they can go and beat Celtic. It won't be easy for Celtic. It'll be stuffy. The pitch will be sticky. The game will be stop-start, just as Kilmarnock want it. Because Kilmarnock, they're in ninth position. They're now, you know, 24 points. Hamilton in 19, Ross County in 20. They've got a bit of a cushion there. But what you don't want is to get dragged right in amongst that, you know. And bearing in mind, uh, Hamilton have still got a game in hand. You know, Motherwell below them have got a game in hand. So you can start edging too mm. close towards yeah. that bottom end of the table no and before you know it that momentum carries What's your prediction tonight then for Killy against Celtic? I think it'll be a tight game um, 
2-1 Celtic 2-1 Celtic yep. Yep, on the plastic pitch Stephen what do you reckon I'll go for a shock I'll go for a Celtic win as well <laughs> <laughs> the Celtic fans will be thinking really well at least yeah. somebody backs I would imagine yeah. Celtic will be comfortable to win 2-0 2-0 because last night I think Barry and Cy yeah, I don't think many of them saw or either of them would see Celtic winning tonight and that's the first time uh, that, that that's been the case but they're just they're almost predictable that they're so disappointing it's that old cliche as well Paul see if you don't get that first goal yeah. and the longer the game goes on teams have now got a belief yep. against Celtic that they can hang on in there and they will get something even at the weekend they go the goal behind then they get level and you expect them to kick on mm-hmm. and it never happens you know so even tonight I think it's vital a Yeti coming in how will he perform? What will he look yep. like starting a game? How long will he last? You know, fitness is an issue. Edward hasn't he hit the heights. Um, fitness is an issue. In February, <laughs> he signed in August, beginning oh, of August. Strange, didn't he? Yeah, strange. It's bizarre. This time tomorrow night, Rangers will be getting ready for the match with St. Johnson. Stephen Gerrard, looking forward to that game today. Really good team, uh, really organised. I've been really impressed with Callum since he's come up to the league. Um, we played this team not so long ago. He was not in the game in the early periods, but we managed to really show our quality at key times and we played ever so well on the day. I think since that result, they've had a real upturn in form and consistency. Congratulations to them getting the final. I think they thoroughly deserve that. Good luck to them in the final as well. So yeah, we're, we're very aware of the test that's coming our way. Organised team. Good luck to them moving forward after... After tomorrow. Good luck after tomorrow, he says. So, Leanne, what do you think tomorrow night? Uh, I think it's at home. You know, I think Rangers really get into uh, a sort of rhythm, you know, at Ibrooks. If it was away from home, you you know, you would maybe think it it could be a a tough night, but I think it'll be a comfortable one. 3 0 Rangers. 3 0 Rangers. Morel is scoring, do you think? He won't be available, will he? He's suspended. Just checking. Three games. Yeah, Yeah, well done. I wasn't sure, though, if it did come in straight away this week, but yeah, it must be be missing. I think it must have been fast track for it. I mean, you look at St. Johnson, Stephen Gerrard is praising St. Johnson. It's been such a busy schedule. Mm -hmm. The game on the Sunday of the semi final, they played last Wednesday against Aberdeen. They played on Saturday, hadn't come from behind against Mm -hmm. Kilmarnock, and they're going again on Wednesday. And Rangers have had a a little break in between so they've managed to refresh their players and go again so it's another big ask and Callum goes with a small squad you know, whether that's down to financial reasons probably with Steve Brown holding the money back but um, you know so he's continually having to go and ask the same players for a performance after performance and Stephen Gerrard's right I've been impressed by them I've been impressed by how Callum has adapted the management he's got a system he very seldom changes from it his players are structured they know the rules and he gets the best out of those players which just mirrors what Tommy Wright did it's a relentless nature though in Rangers isn't it in yeah. terms of the amount Listen, of Rangers, possession of that they have and the way they move the ball be a tough night for St Johnson but you couldn't you, would, you wouldn't write them off because they have had that bounce and they have looked um, you know robust mm. in, in certain games but at Ibrox you just think you're looking at probably 600 mm. odd passes and at, at 70% of the night course, without the ball yeah. you know but you this might means you it. do so much work <laughs> without the ball and when you've had a tough spell and physically you're uh, you know, a little trying bit fatigued. Trying to do something good with yeah, it. To, I, mean, I mean, when you get the ball, yeah. you just want to put it out and, and get a break. You know? Listen, I've been there many oh, times. Oh, tales yeah. about it. In England tonight, Sheffield United nil, West Brom 1 as the score late in the first half. Arsenal were one up against Wolves. Wolves have scored Neves right on half-time, so it's 1-1 one, one there. What about David Martindale? What can we say? His Livingston side... Half-time at Petaudry, two up. So two questions. David Martindale, it continues. I mean, how far can this guy go? I mean, Will uh, he start to be mentioned for bigger well, clubs? Can he be manager of the season? Yes. People will look and think, well, Steven Gerrard, because it looks like they're going to win the league. But yeah. for someone to take over in December mm. and have the impact that he has had, it currently sits of the 
go unbeaten tonight. 14 games is an incredible record. And what I like about him is his humility. He just continually mm-hmm. passes on to the players. They're a good bunch of boys. They're honest. They work hard. And he just integrates them ever so well. He just seems to be part of that group. I can imagine if those players celebrating after the game, mm-hmm. he'll be in the middle, hugging them and singing and dancing and jumping about with them. So, listen, whatever it is, you know, whatever he's got, it works. That's the most important thing in football. Doesn't matter how you win games, mm-hmm. win games. That's how you stay in a job. There's nobody like him in the Scottish game, is there, Leanne? No, it's brilliant, though, isn't it? That's what we love. Even now, you know, his interview tonight will be it'll be brilliant because <laughs> he's just so infectious. Yep. You know, if they get the result, um, he'll be as proud as ever. As Stephen says, he'll pass it on to the players and they'll move on to the next one and we'll continue to be surprised for another mm. couple of weeks, maybe. Derek McInnes, what's he saying to his players? Because it is, you know, there are mur- murmurings uh, at Petordry, some of the fans. When you've been there such a long time and have done such a great job, mm-hmm. you know, there's been the odd protest. I know somebody put a banner at the ground. That can be one person, I know that. But uh, I wonder what Derek's going to do tonight. Can he bring it back? Share the points, maybe? Well, it'll be interesting best. to see what the response looks like in the second half because they certainly need something. You know, because regardless of the form that Livingston's in at Petordry, 2 0 down in the first half, I don't think it's acceptable. Well, I think that's where if you're an owner or a chairman, I mean, we spoke with Billy Bower, mm. you know, his players being 2-0 up on Saturday and losing 3-2, he's thought, oh, that's mm. the alarm bells ringing. If Derek doesn't get a response in the second half and it fizzles out to a 2-0 or Livingston get a third, for example, because Livingston have been to Easter Road and won by three goals to nil, mm-hmm. so it's not really, you know, that big of a surprise. But then Dave Cormack must think he's not getting the response, the players aren't listening to what he's mm. saying. The wonder does his mm. doubts start to grow a little bit more. Listen, there's no doubt Derek's been a terrific success up at Aberdeen. But the Aberdeen fans sometimes just like a little bit of change. And eight years is a long time to be in charge. Although, um, I don't think Derek will think that way. No. You know, as a manager always does, you and believe he knocked you back can turn Rangers. things yeah, Sorry, twice. He's, he's yeah. knocked back a few clubs, no yeah. doubt about it. So, he will expect that loyalty to be repaid. But it is a new owner. It was Stuart mm-hmm. Millen back then. It's now Dave Cormack. So, his mindset may be different. So, you're both going for Rangers tomorrow night. I know I'm going back yeah. to that. Yeah. Motherwell, Dundee United. Just the result. Because who would you go for? Motherwell. You're going for Motherwell? Motherwell, yeah. yep. yep. And ha- Hamilton, Ross County at the bottom of the table, both of them. Wow. Ross County. It's the six point. Are you going for Ross County? Yeah. Doubler here at Ross County. Yeah. Away win. They went there earlier in the season, I think in 1 1 0. Second game of the season, Billy McKay scored, so I can see them replicating it. Come on, the Ackies, as a local guy. <laughs> Let's, uh, I can hear Barry Ferguson, the birthday boy, saying that as well. Oh. Has he been in touch today, Leanne? Have I you? dropped yeah. him a text just Good. to wish him happy birthday, so I hope he's had a, a super day. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, he Nobody's good it. as our night in here, right enough. No, yeah. indeed. I know. He's, he's beyond again tomorrow night on the programme. I wonder what he's going to be saying about St Mirren against Hibs. What is going to happen there in the second half? Hibs uh, have the advantage for the second yeah. half because Anik has gone off. It's just getting the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. If Hibs get the breakthrough, then St Mirren will have to open up a little bit more. More. Dylan Conley wouldn't be surprised to see in the second half for St Mirren because when you're playing in the counter attack you need a ball carry you need a little bit of pace and I think he's the ideal man for that It's mm. often harder to break down 10 players though mm. you know when you accept the fact that a draw becomes a good result um, to find that breakthrough that bit of quality that we know Hibs can lack um, in certain moments but it'll be a tough 45 minutes for St Mirren for sure if they have to get anything out of the game been a busy 24 hours with transfer deadline. Did you enjoy it yesterday? You are you on the screen all, all day? Yeah. Do you watch it all the I time? Think it's the yeah, busiest the final day I can remember in Scotland for yeah. quite a while. There's a lot of business, you wasn't know, it? Considering yeah. we're talking about clubs struggling for money, there's not as much going about. There was a lot of movement on in clubs. I mean, it's the one position everyone's looking for mm. a centre forward. Everybody, maybe not just in the last day, but throughout the month of January, everybody's looking for that goal scorer just to drag them away from trouble or push them up towards the top half of the table. And Aberdeen got three of them, but so far oh, they're, they're, uh, they're two down. They'll be trading them in for a couple yeah. of defenders at this rate. Leanne, when are you back in the telly? Uh, yeah. 
Friday night. Fr- Friday yep. night, of course. Down at air. Down at air. Air against. You've put uh, me in the pushing spot you on now. that one. But it's Air United in the chat. I know I shouldn't have done that there. Air United, Friday night. And uh, Stephen, we'll see the you hearts, again. How can I forget? I guess the Hearts, well, it's a big one. We've Huge. not actually covered them for a while, so that'll be a cracker. You so, know, another opportunity to get that gap opened up at the top. That's them getting ready to kick off at the matches. Enjoy it. Kilmarnock Celtic kicks off at quarter to eight. We're back tomorrow night at five. Good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Oh, he's being sent off! Sent for an early bath? It's not always a bad thing. Show Winter Nights the red card with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pumps, servicing and breakdowns and renewable energy, visit opc-ltd.uk.